Welcome back into the Lacrosse Tribune's Trip Preps Podcast. My name is Colton Bartholomew, reporter here at the Tribune. I'm joined today by Todd Sommerfeld, the assistant sports editor here. And we are getting ready for a very, very hectic, very, very busy weekend of uh, tournament action here uh, in the basketball season. Obviously a lot of exciting stuff going on. You've been following along. You know that we've got three girls teams that are in the state tournament heading up to Green Bay tonight and tomorrow for uh, their semifinals starting on Thursday. Um, Todd, this is a, just a really fun time overall. Not only because tournaments and always fun to track and see these teams are doing some, uh, you know, historic things for their programs, but then just the the energy that you see coming from the stands and the communities and everything. It just seems like every year, especially as the talent in this area keeps growing, like there's more and more interest in girls basketball, which is one of those sports that if you don't have you know a good team to kind of rally around, they can sometimes get left behind a little bit. Yeah, it's it's fun when you see some of the smaller schools going like like we have uh, this year. I've covered Division One teams there too, and I think anybody who follows the, the boys' basketball uh, tournament can remember back to Madison Memorial uh, being a powerhouse in Division One, and you could just see every year it just kind of dwindled in terms of how many people kept going back to watch them. Really? Okay. Um, Even though I, it was in their city? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's weird. It, it, was, it was weird. But anyways, I, I don't think we're going to see any of that between the Aquinas faithful, the GET faithful, and the Melrose faithful this week. I think all are going to have a, a, a lot of folks there watching what they do. Everybody's really wanting to see that Melman Aquinas championship game like we had last year. Right. Uh, they both have some tough games to win, of course. It's a state semifinal to get to it. Um, I think both of them are good enough to get there. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just neat to have – uh, teams like this, and, and we don't have teams that at the beginning of the year we said, well, maybe this could happen or this could happen. Aquinas was good enough to go all year. Melrose was good enough to go all year. GET, the only question was, could they play uh, well at the right time? Yeah. They've been close, and you knew that was going to be a good team. We had Prairie Sheen undefeated for a huge chunk of the year, too, but a young team. Um, yeah, they're going to be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and they, they couldn't finish off their run there. But uh, it, it was really good to see GET do it just because they've been close. And, and the, the program wasn't very good for a long time and then got better. They've had some tough losses in regionals and sectionals uh, leading up to this, and they went out and won in dominating fashion. So good for the people of Galesville and Ettrick and Trempolo, which no school Thursday. No, nope, yeah, that, we were talking about that a little bit ago. That's just that's awesome that the district was able to pull that one off. But uh, well, I don't know; they're gonna have to keep going late into the summer. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, well, they want to stay tight. It'll be to, worth it. Exactly. They get to go to Green Bay and they get to to just kind of lounge around and watch the team play and and just enjoy the experience, see what it's like. They've done it for boys, but it's new for the girls. Absolutely. Um, just to give you a quick show rundown here. We're gonna talk about the these obviously these three uh, teams and their semifinal games coming up on Thursday. Then some other things in the area. We got Caledonia girls over in Minnesota. They're getting ready for a their game to go to state their section final. And then also some of the boys' action. We've got section semis coming up. Yeah, lots of uh, stuff. Yeah, in the area. I mean, we got a huge sh- showdown with Central and Alaska, then Blair Taylor and Bangor. So we got a lot to get to. So let's start powering through. I think we got to start with that Division Four, uh, those Division Four semifinals. You mentioned it, Todd. I remember sitting up in uh, uh, Stevens Point last year watching Central play their section final. And everybody's on their phones because Central starts blowing them out, right? <laughs> the game's over. Everyone's on their phones kind of tracking along, like, how are Aquinas and Melrose doing? Uh, and that's just one of those things where you've, if you've got two teams in the same area like we do right now that have this exceedingly rare collection of talent, you want to see them play each other. And I think everybody that's that's 
interested in basketball around here wants to see that rematch. Uh, with Melrose being as strong as it's going to be, it's, it's going to be tough next year because they're going to lose that, that, those two really talented seniors. Yeah. But this is they want that rematch again, the Division Four championship. And it's not often that you see them in different sectionals and not play it all during the regular season. Yeah. You know, you have two two schools similar size here. They 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 play similar teams. Um, they, they play have common opponents, but um, it, they don't play each other all year. And and people been wanting to see how these two teams could match up since last year when Aquinas won at the Rush. Um, and once they two years ago they ran into each other in the regional. Last year they got separated uh, by sectionals, which was I, I think great. Uh, yeah. People, people may wonder why it happened, and, and I'm not exactly sure why it happened. I don't worry about that kind of stuff. If it happens, it happens. But it, it was great to, for them to be able to, <clears throat> and they still have a tough sectional, Melrose does. And they played very well in it over the weekend uh, just to get there. But um, it, it, it was nice to, to see these kinds of chances. And last year's game, uh, Melrose had some foul trouble, and, and Aquinas kind of jumped on a little. Melrose played a great semifinal last year. And I think they, they can go out and do the same thing against uh, Colby on Thursday. Whether they can do it against Aquinas, that's what everybody wants to know. And you're not going to have a more experienced team, much more experienced team than this. Uh, they, they still have three really good juniors mm-hmm. at, at Melrose, so, so next year they'll have that. But, but taking Katie Christofferson and, and uh, Erica Simmons out of the mix next year will make it a much different team. And this is the last shot with these five, and these five have been the five for three years. Right. Yeah. It's so. <laughs> I mean, this has been this team for three years, and 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 this is this is what they've been playing for. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about their semifinal a little bit. You mentioned they're playing Colby. That's an undefeated team. Uh, like you mentioned, the runner-up last season. The the thing that I find interesting is that Melman's doing better. Finding that depth and making sure that if they do run into foul trouble or if they have to play a little bit more off tempo, that they're not burning everybody out. But I, I, I like the fact that they know in crunch time these five are going to be on the floor and we yeah. trust them to make the plays. I think when you get into a big tournament situation like this, that's a huge factor. And then the fact that the that that core five was here last year and were in the same roles, like they, they know they know each other so well. They know who's the scoring threats. Who who's job is to distribute there's really no like nobody's having you know an idea of like hey i need to do something out of my character out of my game because it's a big game no they're, they're very set in the here are five here are our strengths we're gonna play to it yeah and and before i mentioned i just said the juniors but emily herzberg and mesa Bayam and colette lockington uh very good players in their own right of course and like you said that that five has has a bond and they know that they're there for each other they you mentioned the bench, and when I was out there on Monday, they, they talked about the bench. They, they didn't have serious injuries this year, but they had some people popping in and out of the lineup. And last year, the, the bench, there, there wasn't a whole lot there. And this year, it's not like they have people coming off the bench and scoring 10 or 12 or you know stuff like that. Tegan Fry is a good player off the bench. She was last year, um, and, and she'll be back again next year too. But uh, So she's the leader off the bench. What I've noticed... I'm, when I went out there Monday, was I was just surprised how many kids were there. Sure, um, I, they have a lot more kids, and and they have kids that they can put in there and follow the game plan. They may not go in there and all right, I'm going to go start jacking up threes. <laughs> that's a, that's not the way they are. But I think they have more bodies to get in there and cover the time. Um, they're still going to be vulnerable if there's foul trouble. Sure, I mean everybody is to an extent, and Melrose still will be. It, yeah. If Bayam goes out there and gets a couple fouls early in a game. It's going to be tough for them. They they need those those five kids on the court, um, 
and and uh, you know I, I I'm interested to see how they go out there and and do with Colby and if people can stay up late enough to watch the game <laughs> being an A15 game uh, I'm sure everybody will <laughs> but uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how this those five advance if they get to that championship game and if they play Aquinas in relation to what they were last year. That's, I think that's just even from a just a outside the state, unless you're from Colby or have a kid on the Colby team, like you've got to want to see that rematch for the Aquinas yeah. and Melrose. I mean, it's just I like so. everybody everybody talks about dynasty or bad for sports. Like, no, you want to see those two teams from like Alabama and Clemson in college football right now. Like, you want to see those those best teams square off. And talking about Aquinas a little bit, the defending champions they. Lost one game this season to Hopkins over Minnesota, a, a tremendous team, a lot of Division One talent. Aquinas has their own. Lexi Donarski, Courtney Becker, Taylor Tayu is starting to shoot up the, some of those recruiting ranks. Uh, they have a really fun, interesting matchup in their semifinal against Milwaukee Academy of Science in that they both play the same way. They run up and down. They shoot a lot of threes. And I think what happens a lot of times is Milwaukee Academy of Science will find teams that they just can't handle it. I'm really excited to see, and maybe Aquinas does too, to a certain extent. I'm excited to see when both teams are used to that, and that's how they want to play, how that matches up. I, I didn't look that close at uh, the Milwaukee team's non-conference schedule, but we know, being here, what Aquinas does in non-conference. They go out and find really tough teams to play. Sure. And they've kind of, uh, you know, posed their will and played their game and make everybody play their game. Uh, over the, and they beat Marshall by 10, which is defending Division Three champion. They went out and gave it a shot with, with Hopkins. They beat De La Salle. They beat Dowling Catholic over in Iowa again uh, this year. So, um, but we were also talking before this, too, about the them being kind of similar teams and wanting to run, and, and I think Aquinas will take that as a fun challenge this time and probably not, <clears throat> not really try to do things differently. Say, well, let's just go out and beat them at that game. Sure. I, they're good at it, yeah. and we're good at it. So let's go out and see who's better. They'll find something to do with Shamir Williams, and who's scoring thirty some a game. Um, they but they've done well against elite scorers before. Yeah, and we'll see what they can figure out. I think it'd be a fun uh, podcast to do sometime to talk about whether this Aquinas team is better than last year's at some point too. Although Dave Donarski won't be part of that. <laughs> yeah, he won't hear <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> guaranteed, he's not going to be picking. But but both teams are very very good in their own right. They're different teams. And uh, if Aquinas goes out there and wins this, they, they've showed that they can go out and do something different. They're, they're not nearly as deep this year, as for one thing. Um, but if they, if they go out and win, uh, it really is a testament to the kids that played last year and this year because um, they're, they're two completely different teams. Right. You mentioned Shamara Williams. That's uh, Milwaukee Academy of Science kind of do-it-all point guard. She's going to Marquette. She averages over 30 a game. They're the style that they play. They feed her the ball a lot. She's a volume shooter. Uh, she'll put up a lot of shots every game. Uh, but she makes a lot of shots every game, so you can't really uh, blame their, their coaching staff and their style. Uh, I was at the Girls' State Tournament a couple of years ago. Milwaukee Academy of Science was Division Five, and they lost in the championship game. But I think Chimera Williams ended up with the fifth most points in a tournament, a single tournament uh, in, in tournament history. And she, she's a heck of a player. And I was talking to Lexi Donarski earlier this week about her. They played each other on the AAU circuit. Circuits. She's seen what she's like before, and we've seen Donarski uh, as a player a few times throughout the, her career 
when another team has a really good player, she kind of takes it on herself to not only up her offensive game, but really do her best to shut him down yeah. and do well against him on defense. We mentioned Dowling Catholic. They had a really good point guard. This is Division yeah. One player as well. Yeah. She yeah. does her best against her. So I'm, I'm excited to see that matchup. And uh, Dave Narski, their, their coach, talked a lot about how uh, they're going to mix up defenses and show different things, kind of slow her down, get her out of her rhythm. And I think a lot of it's going to be Lexi Narski one-on-one. Hey, we trust our one player to handle you, which you probably didn't see all year. So I think that's going to be a really fun matchup on, in the semifinal Thursday. Yeah, I think that'll be some, that'll be a definite treat for the people who are there watching the game. And, and that one thing to say about the Rush Center is uh, it draws well. A lot of people go to those games up there. It's, some people thought that might not be the case with it going away from Madison, but... Uh, Green Bay, the, the city of Green Bay has really reached out to this tournament and made people feel like it's a big deal, which w- was the absolute way to go with this thing. And, and when you talk to players about going, I, they're excited to go there and play, but I think a lot of them are just excited to be there because they're wanted. Right. I mean, it, <laughs> Madison, you go to tournaments in Madison, yeah, there's something getting played over there. Yeah, exactly. Well, Nobody really notices. <laughs> no, they, they don't. And it's, and it's frustrating that they don't really, they're just kind of sitting there saying, well, they'll come to us. And Green Bay is saying, no, let's make this an experience. And I, I love the fact that they're doing that. Uh, and you mentioned the experience and how cool that is. GET is getting it for the first time yeah. uh, in Division Three. They finally knock down that door. They get through the section tournament for the first time in the, uh, the program's history. Uh, we talk a lot about Lexi Wagner and her exploits, Division One player going to Youngstown, how well she's done really as an offensive leader of this team. But uh, Lewis Hurd, their first-year coach, has talked a lot about uh, with Zach James, who, uh, story you can read on lacrosse.com, about this defense and how the rest of this team, you know, the other four stars and then the bench, has really turned it up defensively in the postseason. And that's that's really what's got them there. They have not put up a ton of points throughout the postseason, but they are just holding teams to 25, 35 points, so it doesn't matter. Right. Uh, and and you, you said it's not all Lexi Wagner, which is true. They got, you know, Zilke. Hammond, Schmitz, some other kids are, are jumping in there and scoring too when necessary, but she can't just go out and play defense. The whole team has to play defense. Yep. So when you're talking defense, that, that's an entire uh, team effort, and they've had it all year. They, they lost to Melrose, they lost to Arcadia, uh, the two games that, the, that they've lost. And, and I saw them play Arcadia the first time. I was a little surprised that, that they lost to them a second time, and that's not a knock on Arcadia. I just think GET was, was that good when I saw them the first time. And they do play it as a team out there. A lot of people, you know, may think that this is all about just getting the ball to Lexi and letting her shoot. That's not the case. Um, she can move the ball around uh, within the offense, and they, they play as a team. This isn't Lexi Wagner going out there with a bunch of girls around her. Um, and, and you don't get this far just having, you know, a one-man show. I mean, we were just talking about Academy of Science having the one girl. But, <laughs> but that, you know, when you're scoring mid-30s, that's a little different than going out and scoring 20 a game or 22 a game. But... Um, it, this is truly a team that's going there. This isn't Lexi Wagner and, and her group of Red Hawks. <laughs> yeah. And we talk about it on the Facebook Live that you can watch on the Tribune's Facebook, but how, how big is this for, for the GET program to finally kind of knock this door down and get to state with all the success that they've had throughout regular seasons and some of the Division One players that they've had before this, but finally getting to that state tournament and kind of getting that monkey off their back to their state qualifiers now? It's a big deal because now you've showed you can do it. They had Annalise Lamke here, uh, who now is playing for the Gophers. She's a senior up there and uh, ending a pretty good career up there. Um, and they just had some heartbreaking losses, lose by a point to West Salem. Um, they, they had some other close games in there, too, in, in regionals and sectionals. 
And this team, when they got to the sectional, you know, didn't leave any doubt. There was no, I mean, they, they didn't, they didn't have a close games, uh, <coughs> really, in the tournament to, to allow any of that to happen. They went and played well, and you know, it started with the defense. You, you don't hold many teams at 22 points. Was it nine in the second half? Yeah, nine in the I second think it was half against Hayward. Yep. And Hayward's a, Hayward's a pretty good program. I mean, I've only seen him play one time, and Aquinas ran him out of the gym. <laughs> but um, Hayward's been one of those teams that Aquinas likes to reach out and play because it's been a really solid program in recent years. And GET went out there and won a one-sided game. So um, I, I think it's great for the community. They can finally pack up and go watch this team play versus a boys team. Uh, the boys have been there a couple of times, and, and they ended a long stretch of not going, too, a few years back with right. with Riley Van Benick and, and that crew. Um, but now they get to do it with the girls, and this is the first time for them. So, you know, good for the community. Um, so the rest of our WIA Girls State Tournament preview you can read on lacrossetribune.com. I will be up there in Green Bay starting probably later tonight. Uh, so you can follow me on at or on Twitter at cbartdizzle. Uh, for game updates and something, hopefully we get one or two, at least one or two teams get all the way to the state fi- uh, championship. We'll have something Friday, kind of uh, previewing those games and everything like that. So make sure you're following along um, with everything that's going on there. But staying here uh, on the western side of the state, we still got Caledonia girls um, in the section final. They're going to be playing Cotter. Uh, this is a fun matchup because these teams know each other well, and uh, we heard Scott Sorensen talk about how you know they're. People don't respect their conference right now for whatever reason, right. uh, <laughs> along with Cotters. It's just kind of getting people around the state of Minnesota to realize that their section uh, where Caledonia and Cotter and all, this, like, yeah, there's a lot a of talent. Section, yeah, this is a very tough section this year. Um, so they're going to be playing for a game or playing a game to go to state. And when you talk about the Caledonia girls, you got to start with Katie Tornstrom. Mm-hmm. She's been their scoring leader all year. She ended up with eight threes the other night, kind of shot their way into the section final. She's uh, ridiculous. Yeah, lady. I mean, uh, Sarah Wara, who wrote a story you can read on thecrosstribune.com, was talking to her on the phone last night. And uh, sometimes you, when you sit in the office, you can hear somebody's uh, conversation through the phone. Sarah asked her about you know get, getting in that zone as a shooter, and Katie was like, it, I can't really describe it because I don't know what's happening. It's just everything's going in. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you know what? That's fair. If you're a good shooter and you get that zone going, you, you just kind of put them up and they go in. Well, at the game she scored 35, I think she told Alex Vandenhout, and it was like an out-of-body experience. It was like just <laughs> floating. Because um, I think, if I remember right, she hit a three on five straight possessions. Yeah, something like that crazy game. like that. Um, and when you're on, you're on. And, and you know, they, they, they have other players too and didn't need her to do that kind of thing all year, but she's showing that if they need it, she'll jump up and have a monster game, not just a big game. Right. Um, and and playing a team that they, they know, they split two games this year, uh, each team won one. I think Caledonia won the second one, if I remember right. Um, but uh, it, it should be a good matchup. And, and uh, coming out of that section, you know, there, there were a lot of people talking about that section as soon as seeds came. And people knew it was going to be tough anyways. Um, but when you look at some of the seeds some really good teams got, um, it really shows how strong it is. That's going to be Thursday, right? Like yes. Games, yeah, Thursday. Yeah, because so. there's nothing else happened Thursday. Yeah, 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 yeah not <laughs> busy at all. Three, three girls' <laughs> state basketball games. We have two boys' uh, sectional semifinals and then Caledonia girls in a section final all on Thursday. Yeah, you can follow Alex Van Hooten. We'll put all this stuff in the on the uh, description so you can find all these people to follow on Twitter for updates from those games. But uh, switching over to the boys' basketball here, you mentioned we're in the section semifinals. We got two of the we got the matchup that's been the most you know fun and 
talked about one probably throughout the year, the Central Ana matchup. We get round three of it on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Over at Logan, game gets moved from Menominee. Um, I've, one, I love that the state allows teams to do this. I agree. Yeah. It doesn't make any yeah. sense to make everybody travel. Right, right. But then, two, just to – they were going to pack the gym wherever they went anyway. But yeah. then when it's Logan, one of the biggest gyms in the yep. area, there's going to be yep. a, probably 2,000 people yep. or something like that at that game. It's going to be awesome. It's a great place to have, have a, a sectional game like this. Right. And I just think it's it's – I'm not sure at this point what Craig Cole is tells his team other than hey let's make some shots because yeah, <laughs> it's they, they they know each other so well it's not like they can reinvent the wheel in a week right. to play each other they know the strengths and weaknesses it's got to just be like hey we we've got to play well and just handle what we can do let's let's make shots and let's see what we can do to get Johnny Davis off the court yeah exactly uh, try to draw some fouls on him because um, Central even though there's more talent there it's a different team when he's not playing and. That, that'll give you a fighting chance if you're going against them. And he's been pretty good at avoiding that this year, even even though he can be a very physical player. Um, but, you know, if Ana can do something like that, that would certainly work in its favor. Uh, other than that, it's you, you got to avoid the one bad stretch. And right. whether that's, a, you know, a three-minute stretch or an eight-minute stretch, whatever <laughs> it happens to be, you, you have to avoid it. And you, <coughs> you have to take advantage of any opportunity you get. You can't miss out on uh, – you can't shoot free throws badly mm-hmm. in this game. Um, if you have a fast break, you've got to get that ball in the basket. Um, whatever pops up if you're on Alaska, you have to make good on it. Um, and and I, I, I don't think there's a big difference between these two teams. Some people think there is. I don't think there's a big difference between these two teams. I just think Central's had the advantage. And I don't know if that gets in, in the heads of the kids at Anna. Um, they did beat him last year in, mm-hmm. in one of the regular season games, um, but I think by and large, just people just just look at Central as as the better team, and I don't know if, if some of that gets in in their head or not. But I, I think they're absolutely good enough to play with this team down to the end, and I think whoever wins this game will win on Saturday. I think they're the two best teams in the sectional. We'll just see what happens on Thursday. Absolutely, and from the Central's perspective, I, they they know on Alaska so well, like you mentioned, but. I, They've just got to have that same mindset of we've got to avoid letting them get hot from three because yeah. that's that's really yeah. I think that equalizer that maybe where Central gets to the bat has more guys that can get to the uh, to the basket but Alaska kind of evens it out with if they get hot from three they're one of the toughest teams to beat yeah and and you got to figure out a way to keep Stutley away from the basket yep um, who's had a fantastic year Carson Arntz, uh you know one of the top inside outside guys we have in the area um, is someone else who. You're not going to shut them both down, but you have to at least limit them as much as you can. Um, and, and then just keep playing your game if you're central. It's worked to this point. Absolutely. All right, we'll wrap it up quickly. Uh, talking about Blair Taylor and Bangor, another section semifinal on the boys' side. Bangor obviously trying to defend their Division Five championship. Yeah. And on top of that, avenge their only loss of the season to Blair Taylor. This is Blair, Bangor's number two in the state in Division Five. Blair Taylor's number four or five. I think five. Yeah, somewhere right, yeah. right in the middle. Top, yeah. top five team for sure. Yeah. Uh, just <coughs> I, I don't. I, I haven't been able to see Bangor boys play yet this year. But the the, the stats that we keep getting in from Grant Mankey, uh, I've got to imagine that that's kind of what Bangor's looking at. Is like we just need another monster night from Mankey to kind of carry us and. Um, when you see a guy that's putting up, you know, twenty and thirteen, like right around there, like he's putting yeah. up, you can tell he's a yanker on both sides of the floor for for Bangor. Yeah, it, it 
it appears that this is a little more, and, and Bangor's had some other guys have big games too, but um, they, they really rely on Mankey a lot, whereas Blair Taylor really has a group of kids that it relies on. They don't need a big game out of uh, you know one particular player, and I think that's why they've had their success. The one loss they had this year is to Melrose, which is a, a rivalry game mm-hmm. for them, um, and, and Melrose is probably sky high to play that game with Blair Taylor, Blair Taylor being ranked. They've had... They both had good teams in the past, and it's always a game that they they really get up for. So I, I think if Blair wins this game, you're still going to see, you know, three kids with 15, six, or, you know, 13 to 16 points. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if Bangor wins, you're probably going to see a really big game from Mankey. Uh, if they can control him, Blair Taylor can win the game. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the Trip House Podcast. We'll be back either Saturday night or we'll figure something out. I'll be up in Green Bay, but we'll figure something out for a podcast wrapping up this hectic weekend. But uh, make sure you're following along on lacrossetribune.com and on Twitter. Todd will be at uh, Central Alaska on Thursday. Make sure you're following him at Summerfell LAX. I'll be in Green Bay for the Girls' State Tournament on Twitter at CBartDizzle. But for Todd, I was Colton. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon.